Welcome to the Main Street to the World podcast, your passport to boundless travel inspiration and adventure. Brought to you by Coasters and Castles Travel, our podcast takes you on an exhilarating journey through a world of destinations and experiences. From the enchantment of Disney destinations and the thrills of Universal Studios parks and resorts, to the elegance of luxury travel and the tranquility of all-inclusive beach resorts. We delve into the diverse realms of travel. Join us as we explore the globe, sharing insights on theme park vacations, cruising, destination weddings, family travel, special needs travel, and so much more. Let your wanderlust be ignited and your horizons expanded as we unlock the treasures of travel together. And the hosts of the podcast are... Hi everyone, I'm April. I'm one of the owners of Coasters and Castles Travel and I love talking with you every week to tell you about our travel experiences and our opinions and recommendations. And I'm the proud mom of two kids that uh, love to travel with me. And hey everybody, I'm Whitney Maddox. Um, I have been a travel advisor with Coasters and Castles for seven years now. And um, I'm a homeschooling mom of two girls, so I always love to incorporate all that when we are in our travels. And we try to get down to Disney and other places every few months here and uh, keep all the good content coming to you so we can keep you updated on everything going on. And I'm Lynn. I'm the other owner of Coasts and Castles Travel. And I'm uh, kind of taking over the travel bug from my dad. My dad loved to travel. And never expected to be doing this in my life but this is where my path has has brought me we are you know exploring the world at this point now we started with areas we knew and checking out new destinations all the time and and happy to share that with hey everyone we are back main street to the world coming to you again and we have a new guest with us today we are welcoming a Travel advisor from Coasts and Castles Travel, Waylon Boren. Uh, he is a former cast member with Disney and a former team member with Universal. So, and he is a huge theme park lover. And he is going to chat with us today about all things Halloween celebration. So, welcome, Waylon. Hello, everybody. Uh... As it was said, I am huge into Halloween. I actually started in the theme entertainment, uh, working Halloween haunts. Uh, I've done a couple of the haunts out in California before I moved out to Florida and then ended up on the op side at Universal and did a couple of horror nights for Universal. So I've actually been on both sides as a guest and working Halloween stuff. So I love Halloween. Uh, I have a skeleton in my front yard that lives there year-long, so Halloween is pretty much my favorite season right after uh, Mardi Gras, but we are talking about Halloween, so Halloween it is. <laughs> it's Love funny it. you mentioned skeletons. Uh, just driving around, because I was away and got home a couple days ago, and in my drive today, I saw two houses that have skeletons that are probably 12 feet tall. Like I've never seen anything cool. like it. Like, they're not blow-up ones. They're like, you know, hard Oh, ones. wow. Weird, love it, craziness. Okay, so let's start on the West Coast, considering that's where you started. And I'm not really sure what they have in Universal Hollywood. Universal they have Hollywood Halloween Horror Nights. Nights. Yeah, okay. It's it's a much smaller event than the one out in Florida. Um, it's kind of interesting because out in Hollywood they have advantage of taller sound stages. 
So in the past, mm-hmm. they've gotten things uh, where they've had three, four-story buildings built into the sound stages, um, which they were able to do some really cool things with. They even took one of the sets from... I'm blanking on the name of the movie. It's going to come back to me at the like much later. But they built rebuilt the entire four-story set uh, facade for the haunted house, and people got to walk through it and its uh, main atrium, which were all built. So it has a huge stairwell in the actual movie that goes up the center of the house, and people were able to walk through that um, for the haunted wow. house. On so the other cool. hand, Universal in Orlando has a lot more space, so they have a lot more houses. And there's a larger variety. I think also Universal Orlando horror is such a big part of the Universal Orlando experience. And it's been such a driving force for the park out here that it's, it's, they're just, there's no other place that delivers like um, Orlando if you want to be like scared. Like if you're going for like creepy, spooky, scary, like screaming till your face turns colors. Orlando's got it. Um, yeah. They say, way to go. You're going to get Lynn not to go. Yeah. yeah I yeah. already bought her a ticket. We've already wasted one on her. Yeah. I, I mean, the shows, the shows are really cool. I miss Bill and Ted's. I, I, I used to love Bill and Ted's every year. It was literally one of the things I looked forward to. Um, I understand kind of why they got rid of the show. It had kind of definitely run its course in many ways. Um, the movie was getting more and more obscure. No one knew if or when the third movie was ever going to be made. Um, so seeing that show come to an end after so many years was kind of sad. The new show is, it's weird. This year's uh, big stage show is is weird. It's, you have to see it. I can't describe it. It's, it's just out there. I, I saw Nightmare Fuel last year and I thought it was great. It is, I mean, it, it is out there. But it's so it's, entertaining. It's I mean, they are weirder. so talented. It, cool. It just, so they this took year's last show- year, and they were like, how can we make this more? Wow. Just, oh, I can't wait. Not just, like, more something, just more. Wow. Oh, I'm so excited. I can't wait to see it. I did see, um, it was around Halloween time. It probably wasn't part of Halloween Horror Nights, because I've actually never been to it. But I did see the Beetlejuice uh, show that they had. A million years ago. Um, but that was, again, during the day. And that was really cute. I like it. Well, I th- I forget which year it was, but they actually had a Beetlejuice house that was really fun last to go through. Year. Last year. That, that was, was awesome. last year. I, I, yep, I that sometimes was awesome. get my what years things happened at Horror Nights yeah. mixed up. Oh, yeah. Because- well, I've only seen a few, so it's easy for me to keep them straight so far. We'll see in another five years or so when I've been going every year. Then I'm sure I'll be a little confused, too. So, also on the West Coast, Disneyland does not have Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween. They no, have Boogie uh, Boogie Bash at Disney's California Adventure, mm-hmm. which Jealous. I honestly prefer to Mickey's Not-So-Scary, unpopular opinion as it may be. Um, I-, I think the character offerings are better. I think the treat trails, because they customize the treat trails every year to whoever's there, I think the treat trails are pretty exciting and interesting. I think with, I think it's easy to say hands down, it's the best family Halloween event because it has its own parade. It has its own show. It's, it's a good, 
it's a good mixture. I mean, if you're really into Hocus Pocus, like, obviously, Disney World is the only place you can go. But if, like, Hocus Pocus isn't the big make-or-break Halloween thing for you, like, I I think you'll have a much better time at Oogie Boogie. That's my personal opinion on that. Mm -hmm. So what else is Oogie Boogie different? How is that different than... Um, Give an example of how the street trails are different based on who's there. So Oogie Boogie seems to focus a lot more heavily on obscure Disney villains. Um, They also focus on rare Disney costumes. Uh, I mean, for example, right now, the big Disney character for Disney World is Powerline, which we've seen, or Max as Powerline, sorry. Um, We've seen that costume before. It's not really a new costume. It's a rare costume, but we've seen it before. Whereas... uh, DCA got um, uh, Mickey, Donald, and Goofy in brand new costumes that resemble their Kingdom Hearts costumes. And the internet went ballistic. I mean, that's literally, I saw more of that than I saw of the D23 announcements. More of my friends were like, can you believe this is happening? Um, And as a result, I think Oogie Boogie's is nearly sold out now after that reveal came yeah. out it's it's kind of crazy um it's it's also just a different atmosphere um and a different vibe it's very much a kind of different it's not a magic kingdom park so it doesn't have that kind of yeah. magic kingdom setup where everything's as predictable they're able to do more inside the park as in decorations and things because the Magic Kingdom parks have to kind of be the Magic Kingdom parks every day of the year. They don't really have the leniency to make kind of changes or block off areas of the park because those guests who are not here for Halloween will get angry. Um, I also think the really cool thing they do with Guardians, where Guardians switches midday from the regular Guardians to Monsters After Dark, which <gasps> literally became... I favorite ride overlay oh geez also not even with kind of separate from that the nightmare before christmas mansion holiday which is not part of oogie boogie's bash it's just part of the resort offerings for halloween also going back to guardians that's not part of the halloween event that's just they do that as part of the resort offerings and i think that's really cool i think that definitely gives a plus to being like Hey, I'm here for Halloween for these overlays. I might as well go to Oogie Boogie's Bash because, well, they're giving me this free stuff anyway. I might as well. Whereas, like, I feel like with um, Walt Disney World's Mickey's Not So Scary, it's been the same thing for quite some time. It's the same parade, the same show, and they're not bad. It's just, yeah, it's a lot of the same, and there's not the. Every year, it's not like, who are they going to include? Like, um, this year, uh, Dela Cruz is uh, the villain from uh, Coco, is one of the villains you can meet. And if you look up video online of, like, the makeup they did, like, the makeup makes it look like the jaw is moving and the face moves. And it's just, it's, the makeup's, like, creepy. Like, how good it is and how well it looks. And it's only at Disneyland. Hmm. 
We need to go to Disney. I was going to say, April's not going to say she, she loves villains. That's her favorite. I do. I've wanted to go to the Oogie Boogie Bash. So that's been on my wish list for a long time, but I think it needs to move up the list. We are going to no, get to see Night Before Christmas in the Haunted Mansion this year, though. So that's, that's yeah. Nice. We should be going to land in the beginning of December, so we'll get to see a little bit, but not quite the same. Today's Main Street to the World episode is proudly brought to you by Coasters and Castles Travel. Ready to bring your travel dreams to life? Look no further. Coasters and Castles Travel is your ultimate full-service agency, specializing in a wide range of travel experiences. From Disney destinations and Universal Studios parks and resorts, to cruises, ocean, river, expedition, and luxury. All-inclusive resort vacations, luxury escapes, European adventures, destination weddings, group travel, special needs travel, adult-only getaways, and of course, family adventures. Our team of expert travel advisors is here to craft the perfect journey for you. Whether you're seeking thrilling theme park experiences or luxurious cruises, every detail will be tailored to perfection. And if the world of travel planning beckons you, Coasters and Castles Travel is currently welcoming applications for travel advisors. For more details, explore www.travelcnc.com or reach out via email at info at Now let's dive back into the excitement. I will say costumes are more strict for uh, Oogie Boogie. Um, oh, okay. I, I, I got turned away from my costume, which I should have figured would happen. Um, I, I had a little too much metal in my costume, uh, and they turned me away. And I've had other friends who were turned away for costumes that looked like they contained um, armor pieces on where they didn't have that problem at Disney. And I just think Disneyland is much more strict about their dress code um, in some ways than Disney World. And then in other ways, Disney World is more strict than Disneyland and that's just a dress code thing and that's a whole different subject yeah interesting what were you dressed as um I dressed as a pirate from the video game Sea of Thieves because Sea of Thieves had a huge Pirates of the Caribbean crossover and I just wanted to I saw the costume wanted to do it it's the costume I wear as I play and I was like I'm gonna do this and I'm going to work to Disney and I'm going to go to Pirates. <laughs> that totally didn't happen. Oh, they, too bad. they told me it I was, uh, the, it restricted my movement way <clears throat> too much. Okay. And had too much metal. And that was the big thing. It had too much metal. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's good to know. Yeah. Not that I plan on going in a, a night, night of armor. <laughs> no. Yeah. But... Yeah. I don't think you never know. Are like, I'm going to go to a theme park in armor. Like, I don't know what I was thinking when I packed that costume, honestly. Oh, I mean, didn't even pack it. it and fly it. Oh, my gosh. I yeah. know. Like, that would be like, that would kill my suitcase weight. I don't think so, I could have I that. Like, like, we have that many ounces to spare. I know. We don't. That's what I'm saying. I would never be able to consider that. It needs to be, like, made of helium. Just like I a did, big balloon. I did wear it on, uh, because after Disney, I went and got on a carnival ship. 
I did wear it on my carnival cruise, <clears throat> which was really interesting because carnival does Halloween stuff all throughout October. And I wore it oh. on my carnival cruise and um, I didn't win best costume, interestingly enough. Um, wow. Somebody else ha- did, in, in, in my defense, did have a better use of makeup than I did. And uh. <clears throat> uh, like we were talking to them afterwards and they were like a Hollywood makeup artist on vacation. And I was like, well, OK, yeah, no, I don't feel that bad. Oh, um, yeah. So you can't compete <laughs> with that. But, but <clears throat> fairly. Uh, I-, I really liked wearing the costume and I was actually really surprised that Carnival even let me take it on the ship. Like, I was convinced that I would have mm-hmm. to leave it in the car, but they were like, yeah, that full suit of armor, you can take that on board. And I was like, huh, huh, weird. Yeah. Mm, that is weird. Ah, oh, goodness. Okay, so let's kind of compare a little bit, again, East Coast to West Coast, or West Coast to East Coast, um, SeaWorld San Diego. And I don't know if you've done SeaWorld San Antonio. I haven't done and. SeaWorld San Diego's um, <laughs> Halloween stuff. I've done SeaWorld Orlando stuff. Okay. I don't, as a matter of personal taste, like SeaWorld San Diego. Mm-hmm. I think that the park as a whole shows off some of the less desirable features that SeaWorld has been trying to fix. I know the park mm-hmm. is slowly working on it. <clears throat> I know the park is not the highest priority in the chain. Because it does not get the attendance that its, its other parks have. And I have been told by multiple friends um, that San Antonio is much better. And don't be turned off by the SeaWorld brand just because of what I saw at San Diego. I love SeaWorld Orlando, personally. Um, I think it's a very good park. I think that it'll be interesting to see them grow in the next couple of years as they move away from, again, their more troubling aspects. I think their Mm -hmm. Halloween event is slowly turning into a better and better event. Each year, they improve their Halloween event. And each year, you can see it. You can see that they're listening to people. You can see that they're making efforts to make the event better. And I think that's really important as far as the future of an event. I would have said, like, two or, like, 2019... Um, it's not an event really worth going to. Now, I'd say if you're into horror, you should go. It's it's an interesting event. It's well worth going. Um, hmm. SeaWorld's sister park, Bush Gardens in Tampa Bay, um, has their Hello Scream, and their Hello Scream is very well worth it. I'm trying to go this year. I'm hoping I can go. I am a pass holder, so I shouldn't be going. <laughs> but yeah. um, there's just so much on the the list of things to do this year that it's going to be interesting to see if it's going to happen this year. But I I really like it and I'm actually going to be bummed if I miss it. I mean, making sure that that's well known that I will be upset if I miss how will scream. Um, Okay. But I, I like, I like the more haunted house spooky things. I really like seeing the passion and the makeup and the artistry that goes into all of it, um, which is, kind of why I think Orlando is the best for haunts in general, um, specifically Universal, because they do put a lot of work into their their facades and their streets and everything they do. Yep. I mean, last year they had a house 
um, that tied together um, houses storylines from the last 30 years um, and show storylines from the park shows that span 30 years and tied them up into a final storyline. And the average guest going through the house didn't even realize that that's what it was. Um, and it was, it was just perfect. I mean, like the, the Halloween Horror Nights fans were like going through that house repetitively because I mean, like details going so far as, um, like there was a, a newspaper ad in one of the corners that had a picture of a little girl and it says, um, it said like little girl, uh, sets herself aflame in public. And that was a, a call out to Cindy. Um, and that was, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Like, wow. Weird stuff like that, that like the big Horror Nights fans get and like the details just keep being put into sets. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of the thing you expect from like Disney permanent attractions. The, just the level of detail that you can see in all of those lands where they're like, you know, how, how many times has the C logo been put in random places on Disney attractions, creating this kind of old narrative? Well, Universal, I think, has taken that idea with their haunted houses and has run with it. And for me, it works. I feel like Universal in general has really stepped up their game since Harry Potter came into being. Um, in the parks to really thinking all those tiny, minute details where they may not have beforehand. I feel like they've made it, they made the adjustment from an amusement park to a theme park. Well, like people (laughs) rag on uh, Velocicoaster for not being well-themed, but like one of the, uh, which is silly, like, because they're like, oh, it's, you know, nothing to Disney theming. And I'm like, in in the queue, you have little details like, I love um, you have the both Alex Grant oh and Dr. Ian Malcolm's books sitting on a shelf. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I I mean <laughs> and like... even during the even during the ride, I've ridden it a couple of times now and I absolutely love it. It's my favorite roller coaster ever. And I I'm so involved with it that I still have never seen the Velociraptor that's there on the ride. Because you're just so involved in the actual experience that you don't always see everything but they do they have that velociraptor right in the ride they have it's four not of them. just the poster okay well there i go i only knew there was one <laughs> i've still not seen one of them i've seen the picture of like when they've done some of the ads when they show the the and i'm like wait a minute i never saw that i didn't realize there were four of them in there and i love the fact that they have the ones you know in the queue i love it. i that can only do the queue amazing. so that's that's the extent of my appreciation is I, I love seeing blue in the queue. I think being in the paddock area, I, I think it's amazing. And I, I mean, the theming and Islands of Adventure, I really appreciate and I really enjoy that. They've really definitely stepped it up. And I think Halloween Horror Nights, you know, to your point, like I started that event and I've said this before, thinking that I'm not going to like it because I, I don't like horror. I don't like being scared. I don't find it entertaining to be scared. So I did Halloween Horror Nights for the first time thinking, all right, I'll go in for an hour or two. I'll do a couple of things. I'll get a taste of it and that will be it. And I ended up nearly closing the event because the kids and I loved it. And I'm like, now it's an absolute must do. Like, I can't wait to go this year and see it. And I'm so excited about it. I, I just I really love it. You know, once you get through the first couple of houses, then I feel like you get a little numb to the scares. And then you can kind of I 
spend a lot of time just laughing through them because people jump out and, you know, it makes me laugh. Um, but it's just, it's a great event. I, I do need to try the SeaWorld Hallow Scream. And that was just running through my head like, hmm. <laughs> I, I, I was thinking, I'm like, okay, somehow, some of those days we're going to end up doing it. We, we may have to check that. I just feel, again, I think it is important because as part of our job, we need to know these things so we can explain it. I mean, to know the difference between Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party and Halloween Horror Nights, I mean, they are night and day, complete opposite ends of the spectrum. And that's important for us to be able to talk to our clients about, you know, especially if they have families, but even adults. I mean, they're two very, very different experiences. And so I think we need to, I mean, I've done the SeaWorld Spooktacular event. So that's fun. That's when they're trick-or-treating during the day and they have that. Uh, I believe it's just on the weekends. But I think we need to try Hello Scream and just compare it and put it in the mix because, you know, we might get a client that says, all right, I want all the Halloween. And, you know, we need to be able to talk about it and be able to advise and say, what are the tips and tricks for doing this and all of that. So, yeah, I don't know. I'll have to look at the calendar and figure that out. <laughs> I also might be partial to SeaWorld's Hell Scream, too. I realize because uh, this year is siren themed. So there's a lot <clears> of <throat> there's a lot of boat references. There's a lot of nautical references. Um, my kind of me being silly and weird is the pirate adventure and that's those things i've gone on to islands in the caribbean dressed as a pirate um specifically i did that on msc's private island it had the msc employees acting very oddly to me including several of them trying to speak to me in italian um because they thought i was obviously european if i was dressing like a pirate like i don't know how that came across I do know MSC is an Italian company, so I wasn't really surprised by it. I was just more kind of confused where, like, they were speaking English to my wife, but Italian to me. That was a little different. Um, That's awesome. That's uh, awesome. And I, I don't know where that, like, came from with the pirate thing, but, like, you know, they they were like, you're dressed as a pirate. Cool. Uh, and that wasn't during Halloween. That was just me being weird. Um, so, and you having that fun. back to Halloween Scream. They have a lot of pirate stuff and like the sirens are like their big focal point this year. Um, that's another thing that I think is different about uh, Orlando is uh, Orlando's haunts seem to have icons. And I've only seen icons really used uh, in like the Japanese Universal Park um, other than here. Um, and it's kind of very much like their front character that they use in advertising and things like that. Like this year for Universal, it's the Pumpkin Lord. Um, mm. It's been Jack the Clown, um, Chance, Jack's wife, um, Lady Luck. Um, they've had a bunch of others like the Caretaker. Um, and, and they all have their own interesting stories, which going back to Universal tying them into one kind of horror universe <clears throat> is kind of interesting. But SeaWorld adding um, adding icons like the sirens was a very interesting step. And I, I just want to make sure in case people are like, oh, well, I went to SeaWorld and I didn't like it that much. I, I might be partial to the, <laughs> to the themes. Well, I mean, everybody's going to have their opinions of what they like and dislike. I don't think that's a bad thing. I mean, you may have won Lynn over with like having a heavily nautical themed because she loves that stuff. She loves boats and that. So you I'm may pirate. have... 
you may have successfully persuaded her to even trying Hallow Scream. Um, so here's the thing. Cool. <laughs> you know, everyone, the audience knows about this, but you don't. Um, I, up here in, in New England, um, they've had this event up here for many, many years called Spooky Worlds. And for about three years, they actually had it at, it was Foxborough Stadium at the time where the Patriots playing. And I worked it. And I went in the houses and everything had no problem. And in the same year that I had already been in all the houses, I went again and took two steps into a house and felt this instant terror. Nothing happened to me. No one jumped out at me. Nothing. I didn't see anything. Nothing happened, but felt this instant terror. And I knew I had to get out of there and have never been in one since. I do not watch horror movies, though, ever, 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 because I get nightmares. I get nightmares on my own. I don't need to add anything to my head. So I'm actually hoping that I'm okay to go back into a haunted house again because I love them. Blood and gore doesn't bother me. You know, actually seeing certain movies when it's actually happening, like hearing bones crunch and all that stuff. Yeah, I don't like that. And nothing with hands and nothing with eyeballs. Um, those give me out big time. But, you know, it's like, ooh, You know, it's like, I, I, I can psychosomatically feel it when I see that stuff on TV. <clears throat> like even, I like a lot of, movies action adventure type movies and you know what i mean there's fight scenes or whatever or somebody breaks an arm like oh oh like you hear that bone crack um and i know it's not real but you know to this day i still can't watch jaws i've seen jaws i can see the jaws thing in universal hollywood which is so lame uh I'm sorry. I have to include the fact that I'm laughing at that because, you know, they've they've tried so hard to, like, fix it and make it better and maintain it. And it still looks like a rubber duck on a stick. <laughs> it just I'm mad because I never got to see the one in in Orlando. It, it, it and was, I heard that one was better. Yeah, but at, at the end of the day, it, it still, ha- still had elements where it was like, wow, that's a shark on a stick. So... It is funny. Uh, we do have to do a quick pause and do a mess- message from our sponsor. April, would you like to chat about coasters? Sure. So coasters and castles travel. Lynn and I are both owners, as we always talk about. And Wayland is one of our amazing travel advisors. So we are happy to help you plan your next vacation, whether it's during Halloween to go to and visit all these amazing events or any other time of the year, if you want to go to the theme parks, if you'd like to disappear on an island, a tropical island somewhere, if you want to take a resort at sea and jump on a cruise, whatever direction you want to go, we are happy to help you. So please reach out to us. Check out our website at travelcnc.com, or you can email us at info at travelcnc.com. You're more than welcome to ask for a specific advisor, and Wayland would love to help you. Uh, and just a side note, I know that Wayland is a roller coaster aficionado. So if you have a roller coaster question about anything in the world, Wayland is your man. He can tell you what, where you need to go to get your roller coaster fix in, whether it's Orlando, California, or anywhere else. Um, so that's a fun little side note, but. We're, we're here to help you. You know, it's time to leave your house. It's time to plan a vacation and it's time to make memories. And as the holiday is approaching, a vacation is a wonderful holiday gift. Holiday, birthday, a day that ends in Y gift. 
whatever works for you. Um, you know, it's a great time instead of spending money on things and filling your house with more things or toys or whatever, spend money to make memories with your family that are just going to last forever. And everyone's going to have a wonderful time together and just have quality time. And that's one of the best things that I love about vacationing with my kids is it's quality time because at home we're in 10 different directions. So reach out to us. We're happy to help you. And if you are that person that you love traveling and you love helping people and people are coming to you and asking you questions about Disney or Universal or your favorite cruise or anything else, all your tips and tricks, you might be a person that would be great to fit into the CNC family. So again, check out our website. We have information on there about becoming a travel advisor. And you can help other people experience the magic of traveling and making memories. So again, reach out to us, info at travelcnc.com. Okay, back to the show, Halloween and Waylon. Okay, so let's dig a little deeper into Halloween Horror Nights uh, offerings this year. Um, and feel free to give us your opinions on the different houses, because I know you've already been there. I was just going to ask, have you gone to HHN so far this year? So I have not actually managed to get oh. through HHN this year. Okay. Um, oh, okay. Not in its entirety. Um, that That is because I have been kind of waiting for, so a, a, a full disclosure, um, my wife is the warehouse manager for Universal for costuming and events. So she makes sure that all the wonderful people who actually do the creative stuff for Universal um, get their stuff to where it needs to go, when it needs to go thereby, um, which means she's been cool. living in the spooky season since uh, April. Um, so that's cool. actually, if you want a good idea of how long it takes to put on HHN, that is pretty much how long they start working on HHN when HHN ends. Wow. Um, it is a year-long process. <clears throat> the teams for <clears throat> HHN, that's all they pretty much do is HHN. Um, so kind of, she's been living in HHN land. So uh, I haven't gotten the chance to experience everything at HHN just yet. Um, and so I haven't been able to do an official full ranking of the houses. I've missed a couple because I kind of, wasn't a huge priority on the day I went, um, mostly because I've been to houses similar to it. Like, Universal does a Blumhouse house, that's always a tongue twister, every year. <laughs> and I'm okay with the Blumhouse movies. I don't think they're the best. I don't think they're the worst. I think they're kind of like, I, I like use, using Stephen King's analogy of McDonald's horror. Stephen King refers to himself as the McDonald's of horror. And I think Blumhouse is the McDonald's of uh, horror films. Uh, if Stephen King is the McDonald's of uh, of horror books, I, I think, you know, you go and you watch a Blumhouse movie, you know what you're going to get, you know what you're going to see. And some of them are really good. And some of them you're just kind of like, I could have used that hour a little bit better. Um, they will always have a memorable scene. I have never walked out of a Blumhouse movie and been like, I could forget that movie. Um, there will always be something memorable about them. As far as haunted houses go, I think they just tend to be a little, I don't, I don't know what the word is. They just tend to, they always follow the kind of same structure. So someone who goes to Horror Nights repetitively, like myself, tends to find them a tad bit predictable. 
Um, those people who they're it's their first horror nights, they're gonna find the house wonderfully exciting because it's not it, it's not something you know familiar to them. It's something brand new. Um, I'm always more excited to see what Universal has done with their own IPs and their own ideas. Um, for instance, like things like uh, Dead Man's, I think it's either Pier or Wharf. I forget the exact name off the top of my head. Um, or what is being affectionately dubbed the Bug House this year. Um, oh, which yeah. has this really freaky mask where they did this these larva in the face. And when the mm-hmm. scare actors shake their heads, it looks like the larva is moving in their face. And it's, oh, God. Oh, it's, that's awesome. Like, I can see you guys shaking yeah. your heads on the camera. So the, the audience yep, knows that they're uh, cringing. Just hearing this, they're cringing. Yeah. Um, it, yep. Just the description of the house cr- makes people cringe. Going through the house. Um, I, I was fine until the giant cockroaches. That's <laughs> That's when I was like, okay, this is both silly and gross and i'm done um this isn't scary it's gross i I don't Um, like bugs but i will do the house because i i'm hoping to do all 10 this year so that's my goal so i will do it it may be one of my last ones so that way i'm kind of a little more again numb to the houses and the scares um i won't definitely won't do it as a first house nope 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 as a Mm -hmm. pass holder i i i'm gonna I invest heavily into the going multiple times, so it it usually takes me a while to do everything. The houses that I have already been tipped off by friends I know who are performers or people who've gone there during uh, team member preview who are like, these are definitively the best houses. I usually go first. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Universal IP houses tend to change a lot. Um, throughout their runs, sometimes because they add in some really ambitious effects that work really well at the beginning of the run, but they discover that, you know, they're a little too effective. Um, a good one is there was a house, I think in 2017, that had a drop floor trick. So, you know, those little floors oh. that you get on, uh, like Gringotts that rumble. Well, this one had a little drop yeah. to it. <laughs> So people would walk through it and it'd drop a bit. And oh my goodness. You mix that with alcohol. And it was a little too effective. Or even someone who has an injury. Uh, or even someone oh. who has an injury. You know what I mean? Someone could get hurt on that. So. I-, I heard uh, the rumor was not that somebody got hurt, but um, that something else happened and liquid got into the mechanism and oh. they were not able to repair the mechanism. But uh, again, that that was one of the three rumors, including that, you know, they decided it was too effective. The other one was yeah. somebody did get hurt. But, you know, those were all three rumors. I I personally suspect the mechanism was just too effective and people just panicked and just stopped moving. And I mean, that that is mm-hmm. a thing that Universal does stress in their houses that does upset some people is they do tell you to keep moving through the house, um, to not just stop and stand there and stare at something. And I feel like that that some people get upset with that, but that's also why I haven't seen everything uh, to the extent that I wish to and I haven't gone in all the houses, is because I go through the houses multiple times. Like, I am very much a, you want the best Horror Nights experience, go across two nights, 
do all the houses you want to do. Um, you you have to like because you are moving. I mean, a they are pushing you through. You know, keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. But honestly, you're scared, so you're moving fairly quickly through the houses. And there's so many details. Like, I feel you really need to go in the houses several times in order to even grasp everything that's there and appreciate it. Because there's so much. You just, you can't see it all. And then you get out and you're scared and you don't remember it anyway. So, definitely. So, I think the other interesting thing about uh, Universal 2 is that recently, in recent years, they've been trying to um, make, they've been trying their best to make food and drink a lot more accessible. I, I've heard people in the past mm-hmm. have had problems getting food and drink during the event, um, specifically mm-hmm. lines getting long for food and drink. Yeah. And I have seen that they have improved that thus far this year, but I I won't know till later in the year if that was just the first weeks of September being dead or it was a a general improvement. I know that they now have a lot more food and drink stands than they did in the past. Um, and a lot more variety too, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. So are there any specific festival foods, I'll call them that, um, that you really like from Halloween Horror Nights? Um, sadly, because I am diabetic and I also don't drink, um, I miss out on a lot of the stuff. Um, I do know one of the things I do recommend is if you're really into um, the alcoholic drinks, if you're really like a big person who like really likes mixed drinks and being adventurous, I do recommend trying the alcoholic drinks, um, specifically the specialty ones for each location, because Universal does try their best to really find some really weird and unique flavors for HHN. Um Back when I was still able to participate in um, in drinking and in um, the sugary stuff, I used to like the blood bags that they used to do. Um, they actually used to have different types of blood bags. I have only okay. seen one type this year, but if they bring back the multiple types, um, different blood types had slightly different tastes to them, um, which I discovered. Uh, so it was it was really I, fascinating. Can you? Can you, um, like, elaborate a little bit more on what the blood bags are? Because it does they're, sound they're, interesting and appropriate, but... They're essentially jello shots, but they're slightly different flavors from what my friends found and I found um, with the different okay. blood types. But they're they're different, uh, they're, they're different jello shots, and they're, um, the okay. people who have them are these nurses um, that are always covered in blood, who travel the lines selling blood bags to people. They don't ever Fun. tell you how they got that blood, but uh, I have my suspicions. <laughs> That's fun. Oh, I'll have to look for that. I'm sure my daughter, my kids will be going again this year and my daughter uh, will be 25 at that point. Oh my God. Um, so I'm sure she will be looking to take advantage of a blood bag. Um, I'm and Whitney as well. Really excited that um, the mummy is in technical rehearsal um, that even though they are aware that it is not fully ready to open, they still have some kinks to work out. I've gotten to ride it three times now and I can see very tiny details that I'm like, yeah, that's not quite working exactly the way it should just yet. Um, I had a family who came in 
who had no idea. They're like, why isn't this the ride open yet? It looks perfectly fine. And oh. both me and my wife were like, yeah, yeah, that was that was fine. Um, because, I mean, we've ridden the ride so many times, we know. But, like, Universal yeah. is even, like, they're, they're, they're spending the extra money to have maintenance teams there at all hours of the day and night to keep that ride, um, you know, moving through technical rehearsal. Um, because they know that ride is such a big part of, like, the Horror Nights and HHN experience. So even things like that, like, you know, going that extra distance, I mean... I found out that one of the effects that's been in B mode the whole time was because the A mode of that effect is not ready yet and hasn't been installed, um, which I'm like, whoa, <laughs> that, uh, that just blew my mind. And then right next to that is my favorite store in all of Universal. Actually, it's my favorite theme park store ever is the Tribute Store. Oh, April loves that. This year, the Tribute Store is like 10 of 10. Like, oh no! This is my favorite oh, tribute my, store. My car is gonna be full. So, <laughs> what they did for the tribute store this year is it's set up to look like a classic dark ride, complete with it has its own control panel right at the entrance, and then there's a track that's like this this uh, thing that they have on the floor that runs throughout the entire um entire shop, and the poster on the front for the attraction actually describes the individual rooms and the individual rooms are complete with like all of like the fancy dark ride details you would imagine, including cheesy animatronics. And I'm talking like ghost on string, cheesy animatronics that are like just so perfectly placed. And this isn't for like, you know, like a house or anything this is this is how they sell merchandise <laughs> i mean like universal always makes the tribute store look cool and i hate to say it the mardi gras one last year was really good uh or actually this year was really good but this tribute store is i mean like uh, whoever is in charge of that i hope is being paid very well because it's it's amazing it's absolutely amazing this year Yep, I'm in trouble. April's going to fill my car. <laughs> April, I think you're muted. Sorry, yep, I was. Um, yeah, that totally amazes me is the, the effort that they put into a store. It's not an attraction, it's a store, but the store it becomes an attraction because it is so amazing that you really have to go in and spend time and look down, look up, look everywhere because there are details. The theming is unbelievable that I can't wait. And yep. I you know I've actually already been doing some universal shopping online already, so uh, I have HHN stuff that will be coming to me um, because they do have an HHN popcorn bucket this year, so that I already ordered and is coming to me. Love it! It's a Frankenstein, so cute. I, I, I just got mine the other day. It was I'm great. So excited! It was expensive, and I hope Disney doesn't pay attention to the price of this, because if this is the direction of popcorn buckets, then I'm really in trouble. But... Sell more travel! <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But no it's, kidding. It's large. Get it's, to work. Is it? Okay, then I'm glad I ordered it. Figment. So. Oh, wow. Okay. He's taller than Figment. Um, wow. I mean, yeah, his so... inside is not much bigger than Figment's, but he's like a head taller than wow okay then that i'm glad then i ordered it so we're not shipping it in the car because the car will be full enough as it is so 
That's crazy. That is crazy. So should we talk a little bit about the mouse a little bit and Mickey's not so scary? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think I think the big advantage that Mickey's not so scary has over everybody else is you can wear costumes into Magic Kingdom. And if that doesn't really get you excited for it, then like I don't <laughs> like I don't know what will like um, trick or treating. What? Trick or Yeah, that, like that is that is pretty nice. Um I, I will say it is is pretty nice to to be handed uh candy as an adult without question. Um Well I, 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 I the only thing that gets me now is I can't eat that. <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just like the act of trick-or-treating. I like the candy too. But even if I didn't have the candy to eat afterwards, I like the act of trick-or-treating. I just find it so fun. And when I grew up third grade, you were done. No more trick-or-treating after third grade. So I feel like I'm reliving fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, all those years. I know some kids in high school go trick-or-treating, but um, you know, I'm, I'm I mean, reliving I all of that. If you had a younger sibling, you got away with it. Oh, I did have younger siblings. It didn't matter in my house. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Third grade, that was it. You know, I have one brother who's nine years younger than me. So it is It is what it was. And so now as an adult, I go trick-or-treating and that's a scary. Yep. I, I think the Hocus Pocus show is nice. Again, if you're into Hocus Pocus, I, I think if you're not into Hocus Pocus, you'll be like, what is this? Um, I, I, I went to Mickey's Not So Scary with someone who had never seen Hocus Pocus. <clears throat> And they're like, I don't get it. Why are these people going crazy like it's the second coming? And I'm like, it's it's Hocus Pocus. And it's like, yeah, what what is that? And I'm like, it's a Disney Channel movie. He's like, oh, we didn't have the Disney Channel where I came from. And I'm like, wow, that's odd. Um, well, it was in the movie theaters. Was yeah. it really? I, I, yeah, well, yeah, when it first came out, it was in the movie theaters. I mean, that, I, I never that's saw it in the movie, movie theaters. I only ever saw it on Disney Channel. Um, like I saw Halloween Town. Um another Disney Channel movie. Um, Mm -hmm. I think the parade's nice. I think it's a little sad that that's now the only way you can see Maleficent move. Yeah. Um, Because in Festival of Fantasy, Maleficent is very much stationary now. Um, Yeah, apparently it has to do with um, Maleficent getting too hot um, in the summer months, and that's why Maleficent was combusting. Was because her components were getting too hot because mm-hmm. her internal stuff is all exposed and all painted black, and oh, that makes black sense. attracts heat. And- yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, sad. I love the Mal- Maleficent's my favorite character, and I love the dragon. Oh my goodness, that steampunk dragon is to die for. She is amazing. Love, love, love it. Yeah, that's that. Actually, that unit got me back interested in watching Disney parades, oddly enough, because I'd kind of stopped watching Disney parades because to me they'd gotten a little, like I'd still watch the nighttime parades, like because Main Street Electrical Parade is like, I have a huge attachment to that parade. Um, but like the daytime parades, I was just kind of like, eh, they're okay. Become a little too generic in my, ta- in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And then I saw, you know, Festival of Fantasy and I was like, oh, this is, this is legitimately a good parade. And just that one unit, like I would actually like, I found myself wanting to wait just to see that unit. Um, Whereas before, like I was not a parade person at all. Like my wife could not get me to wait for Disney daytime parades. Hmm. 
course, now I have the Festival of Fantasy song in my head playing over and over again. So, yeah, I'm not going to sing it because I'll spare everyone that detail. But, yeah, no, it's in my head. I have the earworm. But it is a great parade. I, I missed missed it being in the park, and it was so excited to see it. When I was there in April, I was able to see it again. And, oh, it just felt so good. Yeah, I mean, I missed the, the nighttime parade. Uh, and I wish they would bring Paint the Night out here or something oh, new out me here too. Um, to Walt Disney World because, you know, I love the Main Street Electrical. I like Spectre Magic, but I, I, I love when they actually come up with new ideas. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I understand why there's the jump back to Main Street Electrical. And that's because if, you know, you grew up in Disneyland, um, that, that is your parade. You know, no matter what anybody says, nighttime does not begin at Disneyland until Main Street Electrical rolls. Until you Mm -hmm. hear that music, it is not nighttime at Disneyland. Um, And and I think that's a huge difference between Disney World and Disneyland as part, or Magic Kingdom and Disneyland as parks, is that Disneyland goes till midnight. So, like, uh, when they had Spectral Magic, I think for the brief time, People were like, what is this? Um, and it, like, really upset people at Disneyland. <laughs> um, whereas, like... Oh, they love Paint the Night, though. They lo- Well, Paint the Night is an amazing parade. It is an amazing parade. And I wish we could just get it at a park out here and keep it. Yes, I un- yes. I understand for Disney World, there's traffic control issues um, because of the short... Well, because the park is so much bigger allows so many more people in. Um, They have issues getting people in and out of Main Street for Mm -hmm. fireworks and the parade and then getting them out the park. I'm not sure how Disneyland manages to not have those issues. I I, I just attribute it to Disneyland's cast being not college program kids. So their experience, that's what they do. It's what they're trained to do. It's what they're paid to do. It's what they've been doing for years. Yeah. Uh, unlike the the whole joke about Disney World where, you know, after a certain time, it's all college program kids. And don't get me wrong, like, I have worked with college program kids, and I say kids, like, they're, you know, they're adults. They're kids. Um, they're kids. Yeah. But I, I have worked with them and actually had people who were better at their jobs, more attentive, and more happy to be there than some of the people I worked with during the day. Actually, some of the energy of the um, college program people made made me want to work in the evenings more frequently than during the day because they, like, a lot of them genuinely wanted to be there. They wanted to be at work. Um, whereas some of the people who had been working in the Disney parks had been working in the same places for 10 plus years and we're very tired of working in the same place for 10 plus years. But you know, they were, you know, they got their choice of time slots and vacations and all that. So they really didn't want to go anywhere. Um, I think that is why going back to the original premise, I think because Disneyland has so many people who've just been there for forever, they're able to do those changeovers really quickly because they're very experienced at doing those changeovers really, which is, Mm -hmm. I also think why you got the holiday overlays at Disneyland versus Disney World is because Disneyland 
has so much experience doing it that they're able to do it. I also think because it's more locals that the park doesn't have to necessarily be the same guaranteed magic every day. And I know I apologize to the listeners that it sounds like there's an airplane taking off behind me. That's it is literally because my neighborhood has decided at the height of of the heat of the day that they're going to do yard work. Like, I'm not (laughs) sure who does that, but they do it. Florida for you. Yeah. Okay, last thoughts. Last thoughts on the Halloween events. So I think if you're a fan of all things Halloween, it's not really a question of should I do one or the other? I think you should do them all. I think if you're a fan of everything Halloween, I think you should do them all. I think that if you're going out for California, I think for California, you're going to want to stick to um, Universal, Disney, and maybe sprinkle in Knott's Berry Farm because they Mm. have kind of what SeaWorld Orlando out here has, but not what SeaWorld San Diego has. Um, SeaWorld San Diego is still massively behind. Um, So I, I think you'd do better there. I think for Orlando specifically, just, you know, plan to go to Tampa Bay, plan to go to SeaWorld Orlando, uh, plan to go to Universal, plan to go to Disney, and realize that you're spending a lot of money. If you just want hardcore screams and thrills, drop the Disney. If you know that your family can't take screams and thrills and uh, just wants, you know, classic spooky fun, just stay with Disney. I I mean, that's what it really cuts down to. I mean, best in the category is Disney's best family, Universal is best screams and thrills. I, I, I mean, okay. that's that that's the cutthroat thing for it. Um, and I think, and again, I, I don't mean to knock SeaWorld or um, Busch Gardens' things down by saying they're not as good as Universal. It's just Universal is so good at what they do that, you know, if you can only pick one, go to Universal. Yeah, go oh. Well, I think this yeah. has been a fun episode. We do want to thank this. you for joining us and we wish you all a good night. And that wraps up another exciting episode of the Main Street to the World podcast, your gateway to the wonders of travel. We hope you've enjoyed this exploration of new destinations and unique experiences. If you're ready to embark on your own unforgettable journey, remember that Coasts and Castles Travel is here to make your dreams And that wraps up another exciting episode of the Main Street to the World podcast, your gateway to the wonders of travel. We hope you've enjoyed this exploration of new destinations and unique experiences. If you're ready to embark on your own unforgettable journey, remember that Coasts and Castles Travel is here to make your travel dreams a reality. Whether you're seeking the magic of theme parks, the luxury of exotic getaways, or the thrill of cruising, our expert team has you covered. Visit our website at www.travelcnc.com to discover a world of travel possibilities. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode filled with travel tips, destination highlights, and inspiring stories. Feel free to connect with us on social media. We're under Main Street to the World on both Facebook and Instagram.
And that wraps up another exciting episode of the Main Street to the World podcast, your gateway to the wonders of travel. We hope you've enjoyed this exploration of new destinations and unique experiences. And this sucks. And that wraps up another exciting episode of the Main Street to the World podcast, your gateway to the wonders of travel. We, we hope that you've enjoyed this exploration of new destinations and unique experiences. April, Whitney, and I certainly thank you for listening today. If you're ready to embark on your own unforgettable journey, remember that Coasts and Castles Travel is here to make your travel dreams a reality. Whether you're seeking the magic of theme parks, the luxury of exotic getaways, or the thrill of cruising, our expert team has you covered. Visit our website at www.travelcnc.com to discover a world of travel possibilities. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode filled with travel tips, destination highlights, and inspiring stories. Feel free to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Main Street to the World to share your thoughts, experiences, and suggestions for future episodes. Thank you for tuning in to Main Street to the World. Until next time, keep exploring, keep adventuring, and keep making memories all around this incredible planet of ours. Safe travels, all!